Gentlemen, welcome back. It's episode 2.03 of the Commissioner Kellen podcast. We are cruising in season two, episode three already, and uh, we're still kind of mid-August, kind of late-August. Yeah, we're right on the fringe. But can you feel it? Can you feel it? Football, college football is days away. Still a couple of weeks to go with the NFL, but we've got week zero for college football on Saturday. It's a horrible slate, and I hope it is reviewed as a horrible slate. I hope Notre Dame just lays the lumber on Navy. Obviously, I hope it's not a game that would make my Irish heart so happy. But we are so close. We've made it. We're less than a week away from football, from real actual football. We've got college game day on Saturday. David Pollock's dead. That's unfortunate. I really liked him. But we are less than a handful of days away from Corso headgear, Herb Street breaking down the X's and O's, maybe a Pat McAfee rant or two while he bangs on the desk and yells about something. Meanwhile, Desmond Howard will just be smiling and laughing politely in, in the corner. That's not why we're here, though. We are here for the Keeper League. Obviously, everybody is allowed to listen, but this is going to be all about the Keeper League today. Just like Brendan and I did, uh, I don't know, a little over a week ago, um, the, to, to review favorites, least favorites, and the analytics behind the Keepers. We're going to do the same thing for the draft. I will be, bo- uh, I will be joined by the Chris's. Singer and Barnes, uh, and we're we're gonna break down the draft picks, all seventy nine draft picks from the draft that concluded, I believe, last Monday. We are gonna give our three opinions, favorite and least favorite for each round, almost each round. I'll get into that in a minute, uh, and then uh, we'll have the analytics provide the mathematical answer as well. So, um, like I said, we're not gonna go it, it, well the. Detail I was going to touch on is we're not going to go exactly round by round. Some rounds had zero or one draft picks, so we'll combine those with other rounds that had more than that. Um, that because obviously if there's zero or one draft picks, then we're all going to have the same answers. So we're we're going to avoid that. Um, but like I said, seventy nine draft picks. I don't think it's going to be an especially long pod. So we'll go through that, provide our favorites and least favorites, as well as. The, uh, the analytics behind it. Then we'll talk about our favorite pick of the draft overall, our least favorite pick of the draft overall. And then we'll go by Jabroni, who had the worst draft and who, which Jabroni had the best draft. So uh, that'll be fun. Some very quick numbers to get into before I introduce the Chris's while I take this sip of bourbon quickly. make you guys listen to that Notre Dame victory march for a minute. It's good for the soul. Go Irish, baby. Let's talk about the number of draft picks. So Brendan had the most draft picks in this draft. He had 18 picks out of 22. No, I'm sorry. I looked at that backwards. Brendan had 18 keepers. Brendan had the fewest amount of draft picks. In 22 rounds, Brendan made only four actual picks. Eric led the way with 12 draft picks made. Uh, He was the highest... The next closest was Chris Barnes with 10. In round five, these are like the premium picks, uh, top five picks. We had a five-way tie for the lead. 
Chris Barnes, Sko, Brendan, Rick, and Eli all had two. Singer was alone with one. Joe, Eric, Arico, and myself all had zero. For picks in the rounds 6 to 10 range, we had, oh boy, let's see. Man, I really wanted to fade out to that music, and I, I, I timed it horribly. Um, I guess I'm not rushed now. In rounds 6 to 10, there was a two-way tie. Eric and myself each had four picks. Those are the most. Then we had Chris Barnes, Sko, uh, just those two, with three right behind them. Rick, Joe, and Eli had two. And Brendan and Singer each had one. Nobody had zero. But, yeah, those six to ten round uh, picks, those are those are where the, the meat of the lineups are, kind of. Those are the, the unsung heroes, the depth pieces. Those are very important. They're not the guys that put you over the top most of the time. They're like those top five picks are. Then, finally, uh, I'll call them the late-round picks. Rounds 11 through 22. Uh, these are important, too. More depth. And, hey, dart throws. Why not? Everybody needs them. That's where you scoop up your sleepers. In rounds 11 through 22, Eric just making it rain. He had eight draft selections in those rounds. Right behind him, though, is Singer with seven. Uh, then we have a little bit of a jump. Chris Barnes and Eli had five, as well as Joe and Rick. I'm sorry. I thought there were only two. There ended up being four. Um, Arico had four. Kellen had three. Sko had two, Brennan had one. Wow, there's quite a range. I thought we'd be able to lump some together. But that is it uh, for the breakdown. Let's get into the good content. But, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's introduce the Chris's. Go Irish. Chris Barnes, you're up first. How you doing, man? my man? What's new Hanging with you? in there. It's just a slow Tuesday night. Excited to talk some fantasy football. I'm excited for the season to go to get here. I got vacation and Week and a half now, a full solid nine days off filled with games. Lucky you and baseball, yeah, kind of unexpectedly took the nine days off too. So, yeah, I'm excited, excited to talk football. Cool, and then you're gonna go watch some football for like a next little vacation going to Kansas City for the Lions opener. Oh, well, that's what I was talking about. Oh, that is okay, it's only like a week and a half, like Friday off or something. Okay. Yeah, I got I got full Saturday through the next Sunday. That's awesome. Uh, congrats. I hope I hope you see a Lions victory. I really yes, do. Sir. But yes, sir. that might not happen. But uh regardless, we're happy to have you. Um I I just have to say before I introduce Singer here, in my eyes, you have no brother because uh I'm taking him down tomorrow in golf league for playoffs so, um, <laughs> joe barnes doesn't even exist in my mind he's oh, you know, man. he's nothing oh, man. He's coming for you i'm stepping on that throat i went to the range today and i had a horrible range session joe so you know i'm in for a good round tomorrow you shot 35 at hickory i'm glad he got that out of his system and then but then he already got the bad round out because we played bartonelles yesterday and yet <laughs> didn't go so well so <laughs> Damn it. Well, I hope he goes to the range and he has a good round uh, or a good warm up there. And he gets his hopes up and then uh, shits the bed during the round. So, uh, yeah, I already got the shitty range session in tonight. So, I should be grooving tomorrow. That's fine. Singer, you're up next. The other Chris, what's new with you? And how many strokes am I getting from Joe Barnes? Hey, dog. Kellen, dog. Um, 
I don't know. Let me take a quick look here. I've actually got the league stats pulled up for those of you who are in golf league. Hell yeah. We should have done a golf segment so I could get some new listeners. You are getting four strokes from, <laughs> or Joe's giving you four strokes. That's it? Yeah. If if you guys are four strokes apart, you win. So, I mean, Joe shot so a 48 four 49 strokes. a couple times this season already, if I recall. And oh, Joe, it's not a knock. I've shot in the 50s more than that. So, oh, anything is that doesn't seem like enough. I was feeling good till now. You've been juicing your handicap all year. You've been playing pretty well. I know. I got hot at the wrong time. <laughs> or the right time. If I can continue to be hot, yeah. But uh, I'm a mental midget, so one bad hole, I'll probably crumble tomorrow. We shall see. It'll Great be confidence. Well, in playoffs. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll start being – I'm going to wake up positive and confident tomorrow. So, for now – I'm going to talk bad and let Joe get confident, but internally tomorrow I'm going to be ready to go. There you go. I don't know if it's like, you know, PC or whatever, but just treat it like you're going to war. Just pretend you're already dead. No fear. Yeah, I like that. I'm showing up with war paint on my face tomorrow. I'm going to – I'm bringing the heat. Good deal. I like that theory. I'm, I'm doing that. But how's life, Singer? You good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Busy. Um, started a new job recently on Monday and uh, Allison and I had a little birthing class tonight. Get us ready. Do like a do like a practice. Get a practice round in before the, sure. the real thing. Sure. Less than two months now. Less than two months. That was my next question. Awesome. Yeah. I'm very happy for you guys. That's exciting. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're ready for a little baby girl singer here. All right. Well, thank you both uh, for joining me tonight. This is going to be a fun one. We're going to do, as you guys know, and already, as I've already said in the intro, we're just going to talk about the draft, the draft picks. We've had 79 draft picks. We're going to pretty much go round by round here. I think there's two segments, if you want to call it, where one of the rounds had one draft pick. So we'll lump that in with another round. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll kind of explain as we go. I don't think there's much need for a whole lot of explanation here. We'll each give, uh, I'll recap each round for what draft picks were made. We'll each give our favorite and least favorite. So three opinions, and then I'll give the Yahoo ADP analytics as well. So um, I don't think there's a point in any more dilly-dallying. Let's, uh, let's get on with it. So round one. Interpreter, let's get at her. Yeah, exactly. Chris Barnes, Bijan Robinson. Ever heard of him? First mm-hmm. overall. When we have Sco, second overall. The Alabama Lions fan, surprise, surprise, took Jameer Gibbs. Then Brendan, maybe the surprise of the draft, took Delvin Cook. Rick then took Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then Singer, Jordan Addison. And that closes out our first round. So, uh, Chris Barnes, let's start with you. Uh, who's your favorite in this round? Let's, let's do it. Um... I mean, I, the, it's obvious. Yeah, I could go with the obvious choice in Bijan because it's that. But I actually uh, am going to go a little little bit deeper with it. Both of my favorite and least favorite are the same. And that's Brendan's, ironically, that you just said Delvin Cook. Because Delvin can be a good service for one year, depending on if he wants to go for it or whatever. You can also drop him next year and have a 
second round pick. And depending on where he ends up with the draft, that could be an, another top three pick. The rookies really passed Bijan and um, Tremere Gibbs. I mean, they didn't blow me away. Like Smith and Jigma. I mean, he's a great, he's a good receiver, but he, is he really somebody worth, um, you know, risking next year? A, to a, yeah, a second round pick over for the long term. You know, so if he like at the same time, he definitely passed out, passed on some receivers that you know I benefited from, but at the same point, like there's, I think he gave himself flexibility, um, and I think he got a solid player for this year. Still don't necessarily know how he's going to work out with Brees Hall and stuff like that, but, um. I think he's a guy that can score touchdowns, and that's kind of with the amount of roster spots we're allowed. That's kind of what you need out of a flex running back. Yeah, and people forget. I mean, Delvin, I feel like he's been in the league for like 10 years. He's only 28 still. So mm-hmm. he's got some time left before he falls off that age cliff. But And if he turns out good next year, he keeps him. I don't think he's going to be – he's going to keep him more than two years. Sure. You know, Um but you know, we'll see we'll see how it works out. Breeze still has to come back from that ACL. I don't know how yeah. far back yeah. he is. So Yeah, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, I like that. Singer, who's your favorite pick in round one? Um I think for round one, uh I gotta just give it to Chris. It was the obvious choice, but Bijan <clears throat> He's, uh, I mean, I don't think we need to say much on him. He's the best rookie running back coming out of his class. He's got, I mean, he was a stud at Texas. He had like almost 2,000 scrimmage yards, um, 20 touchdowns. He was like their whole offense. Um, I think he's just going to feast. I think he he's easily going to finish in the, the top five running backs. He could definitely be top three. Who knows, maybe even get that number one spot. I mean, I'm uh, I'm definitely a big believer in him, and I think it was a, a good pick. I mean, again, obvious, but you did the right thing. You took Bijan, and he's going to help your team long term too. Yeah. So, I'm that's what I my favorite favorite to beat John there. That's what I get for trading away uh, Zeke last year. I I think that was a wise move. I I kind of overlooked that strategy at the time of the trade. And I, I remember, Chris, you came on the pod and you're like, well, this is why I did it. And that was one of the reasons you're like, I, I get something for freeing up my first round pick for next year. And that made all the sense in the world. So great strategy. And Bijan's my pick as well. I mean, for, I mean, Singer harped on it. Chris Barnes, you, you mentioned the same reason, but for like Delvin, like, I mean, Bijan, he's, he's the guy most likely to be worth keeping next year. Hopefully, God, I think as Lions fans, we all hope Jameer Gibbs is as well. But, I mean, there's one pick to make at 1.01. If you took Gibbs, I would have called you an idiot, even though I think he's going to be amazing. Bijan is just special. So, my favorite pick is Bijan. The analytics agree. I will tell you, um, so all these values I have, like the analytics, quote, unquote, um, (laughs) I will tell you this. Bijan was the best analytical pick in the draft and he still came in at a negative seven 
So <laughs> once all the keepers are gone, uh, that is all the value in these keeper drafts. Bijan is the best pick in the draft per the analytics, and he's a negative seven. So just prepare yourselves here. You know, as I toss around a negative 120 and a negative 84, that's not even really that bad. So uh, just keep that in mind that Bijan is the best at negative seven. Um, we'll snake back around. I'll go into my least favorite. Uh, well, I guess the analytics <clears throat> first. The least favorite for the analytics in round one was Jackson Smith and Jigba by Rick. It was a negative 97. Um, I don't, I, I would have made the same pick there. So uh, I, I, I don't blame Rick at all, but there is that factor of like, are you really going to keep JSN next year in the first round? Uh, that's kind of the question. So are you really going to like win now with a rookie in the first round? I don't know. Uh, I, Rick's got a pretty decent team, so we'll see what actually happens and if he keeps them next year, or if he's in the pool of veterans. But my least favorite pick, Chris, I hear everything you're saying about Delvin Cook. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense with what you're saying, but you got to come up with somebody. So I'm saying Delvin yeah. for the sole fact of like, I feel like Brendan could have played the draft better. I think Delvin could have been a third round pick. I think he, I mean, at least he would have been there in the second. He was without a team. He didn't sign with the Jets till after this draft. So yeah. I think Brendan could have been a little more strategic here. Maybe taking another, you know, quote unquote dart throw in the first round. Uh, could have done something else and then gotten Delvin Cook later on. But um, I don't mind the pick whatsoever. I just had to hate on somebody. Yeah. Had to had to have a least favorite so um that's the pick sorry brendan uh but uh singer who's your least favorite in round one i mean i'll just yeah beat beat the dead horse here and and <laughs> guys on delvin cook um just because i mean Brees Hall, Hall is still at the new york there and i mean he either way he's going to have a timeshare they're not just going to give him the full workload um I mean, I, I don't complete, I get what Brendan was doing and that, you know, maybe get, use him for a year, drop him. And then you got a, a better first round pick coming up next year. Um, yeah. if that was poss possibly his strategy. I think uh, it's just hard too. Cause there's so many exciting rookies and then there's Delvin cook and it's like, yeah, I mean, he's a good player, but it's just like yeah. the anticipation With of the young guys is just like, it, it just kind of outweighs the veteran presence. So um, yeah well i mean like with oh, yeah. that that same token though you know it's um you know with rick's pick you know i, I kind of agree what you're saying too there of uh you know are you gonna keep a rookie wide receiver in the first round and maybe he heats up and for a couple years he's worthy of that pick but i know i mean i did the same thing rick so i don't blame you so at the know, same but, point if if the rookie class was so good you'd see the first like you know, probably eight out of the first 10 picks, 11, probably 80% of the first 15 picks or so should be rookies. That didn't happen this year. That was, there was a lot of David Montgomery was picking it. So, like, I get that there are, I think there are rookies that he passed up on. There's legit, you know, legitimacy behind what you're saying. But at the same point, it's, I think, it just depends on where he's where where his team's at. I don't know everybody's teams very well, um, so if he's trying to win it, then go for it. But we'll see what happens. It's a great go for it 
move. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't think Brendan's in a place to go for a championship this year. So Delvin, I mean, he could be, you know, he's got a potential, a probable veteran producer at running back. Um, Brendan could, I mean, this could be a trade piece halfway through the season. That's Brendan true. gets paid just like you did last year with Zeke, Chris. I mean, this mm-hmm. could really pay off for Brendan where he gets paid to free that's up another his first round pick for next year. So, it's, yeah, that's, um, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of different things that, like, like I said, flexibility. There's a lot of the different yeah. things you can do with that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Chris Barnes, did you, uh, I don't I don't think you mentioned your least favorite. Or oh, it was the same favorite. one. It was the double okay. pick. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fairly obvious answer not to pick on Brendan, but yeah, it's just there's exciting rookies there, and then the, the old veteran. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just it kind of stands out, yeah. um, but it it could pay off and end up being a really freaking good pick. So right, yeah. All right, so that was round one. We had five keepers and fa- five draft selections in that round. Round two, there was only one draft pick made, so there were nine keepers. So we'll lump that in with round three where there were only two draft picks made. So round two, Sko picked DeAndre Swift. And then we go to round three, Rick picked James Cook, and Eli picked Brandon Cooks. A lot of cooks in the kitchen in round three. Uh, we'll start back up with Chris Barnes. Who is your favorite of these two rounds, rounds two and three? Uh, my favorite is James Cook, because I think he's in a really good position to take Soul, like the number one. Damian Harris is there, right? Yes. But I I mean he never he the only reason he played in New England was because Ramaj was hurt, I think. It just took him too long to take that over. So I think James Cook is in a really good position to take over number one role in Buffalo. And that's a lot of uh dumps. He can catch passes. I have him in a dynasty league. I think he's going to have opportunity finally this year. Mm-hmm. James Cook averaged like six yards a carry last year almost. I think it was like 5.8. And uh, you won't see him on any of the lists of like yards per carry leaders because he didn't qualify because the Bills yeah. didn't even give him a 100 carries on the season. So he can't appear on the list. I don't know why you would draft guy in the second round when you're not going to use him, but yes, he can do that. He ran. That was just crowded. That was just crowded last year, and he was a rookie. And they they need to commit to the room. I feel like they just run Josh Allen within the ten yard line too. He's going to get killed one of these days. Let the running back run it in. But I no, I I think that's a good pick. Singer, who's your favorite? Um. Well, to, to be fair, I I don't like any of the picks, but I don't – I mean, I, I see why they did them because really on paper they're the best players still available. Mind you, you know, we are a dynasty and there's a bunch of rookies, but again, you it's know – It's a weird draft. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would have to say – yeah, I would have to say James Cook um, for okay. basically all the reasons that you guys just said. We don't need to get too much into it. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we'll keep it moving. I, I like James Cook, too. I actually, not even just to be different, but I, I actually had Brandon Cooks because I think, um, man, he's just a good player. You can always lock him in for a 1,000 yards. He's a better-than-useful player. He's in a good offense uh, with a reliable but not great quarterback. I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a really good year. Um, so I guess 
you know, to be different, but also that is my pick. I'll go Brandon Cooks. The analytics, the favorite here is actually DeAndre Swift uh, at a negative 72. That's the best of the three players covered here. Um, And this is a terrible segue because my least favorite here is DeAndre Swift, pretty much for the sole purpose of I hope he sucks. Uh, (laughs) Getting only a fifth round pick for him from Philly mid-draft. I mean, we drafted Jameer Gibbs, who I'm excited about as a Lions fan. But everybody in the world knew after that 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 we were looking to move on from DeAndre Swift. So there goes any value in a draft. Um, I love Brad Holmes, but I I feel like he could have played that one a little better. But uh, I don't know. That's running backs in 2023. Uh, I do think Sko has a decent, useful player here in the second round with DeAndre Swift. But, yeah, I, I just am rooting against the guy so hard. Singer, who's your least favorite here? Um, but well, like I said before, they're kind of, they're, they're all, neither of them are really good, but to me, I would say Brandon Cook's probably for similar reasons why you did, but, um, just because I, I feel like, yeah, he, he can get that and he's consistent, but he's never going to be, you know, a, a 30 point receiver, you know, 30 point game type of receiver. You know, he, he might get, you know, in the high 20s one week, but just with the, the Texans offense there, you know, I, I don't think, you know, he, he, he might get his thousand yards again, um, you know. Well, he's on the Cowboys now. Or the Cowboys, yeah. Yeah, different Texas team, but yeah. He was different on the Texas Texas last team. couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, um, sorry, CD. He's still got CD there, so. Yeah. Like, you're still gonna. And he's uh, also on the back end of his career uh 29 years old he's about to fall off that cliff yes yeah yes no i agree with everything you're saying chris barnes what about you least favorite um it's gonna be uh deandre swift i think he's a poor man's uh, yeah Yeah. i think he's a poor man's miles sanders i think he gets hurt more than miles sanders um he's serviceable for philly uh, I don't necessarily think he's serviceable in the third round of a fantasy football keeper league. I think yep. there's better picks. Fair enough. So I, think, like, I think, I mean, I think he's more of like a Sanders. Like I would have seen him go down um, even past David Montgomery and stuff like that. But okay. Yeah, I don't see any problems with what you're saying. Let's move on to round five. Only three picks in this round. Uh, and Chris Barnes starts us off with Quentin Johnston. Brendan then goes David Montgomery and then Eli Zach Charbonnet. Chris Barnes, who's your favorite? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Quentin Johnston. Uh, I think he's, uh, even though he might have some butterfingers, We'll see how those <laughs> those hands turn out, but he's got the size and ability to. I mean, he's got the. I'm not comparing him, but he's got the size, like the, the stature of a Calvin Johnson. Like not as, not as big, but he's he's just that. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just kind of 
It's like a menacing presence. Yeah, exactly. So um, if he can take full advantage of that, I think for him, for me to get him in the fifth round is, is, is a, is a pretty good steal. I think. I'm not going to argue there. It's good value. Singer, what do you got? Yeah. Um, I think I got to give it to Chris again with the Quentin Johnson pick. Um, I'm surprised he didn't go earlier, to be honest. I thought someone else might may have taken him a little earlier just because he, you know, he, he does kind of have that, um, you know, not like super high, but a little bit of higher expectations for uh, being a rookie and being a wide receiver. And I think he'll live up to live up to it at least partway. So um, I got to go with Quentin. Yeah, he's, he's a very fun prospect. I, I don't blame you guys for choosing him. I, I actually want to – yeah, go ahead. There's also uh, – I mean, there's only three to two. Every one of these picks has <laughs> – right. you know, there's only three of them to choose from. Um, it, it's slim – it's tough. To it's slim picking. So it's like it's, – it's tough. You, you know what David Montgomery is bringing. Uh, Zach Charbonnet is going into – to a split backfield situation. So I, I thought about mentioning like... that before. Like I thought about breaking these up, like, oh, we'll cover like two rounds at a time, but I kind of wanted you guys to make really tough decisions. Yeah. Um, I think that that's the most that, exciting pick in the group, at least. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. It, it's really tough. So um I struggled with it too. And I, you know, it, it's not worth stressing about. So I just kind of picked a guy. I mean, when you're an addict like I am, I could talk about any of these players anyway. So right, it's kind right. of hard for me. But Quentin mm-hmm. Johnson, that's that's a great pick. I mean, I think um Brendan was the yeah, Brendan was the next draft pick after you, Chris. Mm-hmm. And I'm fairly certain he was sick to his stomach seeing Quentin Johnston go off the board right yeah. in front of him. So yeah. But I actually I'm gonna go with Brendan's draft pick here as my favorite, David Montgomery. Um David Montgomery is a hell of a running back. He he's incredible. Uh, he, you know, he doesn't quite have the numbers, but he's been on the Chicago Bears. He's now he got paid by the Lions. Uh, they sought him out. He is going to run behind the best offensive line that he's ever ran behind before in his life. By far. By far. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams combined last year. For 2,070 all-purpose yards and 25 touchdowns. I think David Montgomery is going to run the ball a lot more than Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is going to receive a lot more than David Montgomery. Well, let's just say they split those all-purpose yards in half in the touchdowns. Uh, that means over 1,000 yards for Jamal Williams and 12 and a half-ish touchdowns for David Montgomery. Um, uh, I mean, the, I think I said Jamal Williams for the yards, but uh, I mean, David Montgomery, I, I think you can lock him in for over a thousand yards in double digit touchdowns. I think that's an incredible running back asset to have. He was actually my dream pick to have for my first draft pick that I would make in the, in the next round, the sixth round and Brendan sniped him from me. So I was pretty upset from that, but uh, he is my favorite pick of the round and analytically David Montgomery is the pick at a negative 49 analytically for the worst pick 
in the in this fifth round is Quentin Johnston, actually at a negative 114, which I'm a little surprised of. But my personal pick is Zach Charbonnet for the least favorite, just because I don't like that timeshare that he's in. Yeah. Uh, with Kenneth Walker, I I love Kenneth Walker. Thought he was incredible. Thought he was you know going to be a force for his entire career, and then Seattle went and drafted Zach Charbonnet in the second round too. So I don't know who's going to get more carries. I don't know what the situation is going to be for usage in certain situations. So Zach Charbonnet, just because kind of the unknown, uh, but that's my least favorite. Singer, who's your least favorite in this third round, or I'm sorry, this fifth round group? Uh, Zach Charbonnet. I think, yeah. I don't know. Hey, Michigan? You, I don't know if yeah, it's UCLA. Obviously. Um, but I think probably because, you know, all the reasons you said timeshare, um, I just, yeah, I, I don't love it. I think Anna, analytically, Yahoo's got it wrong too. I think he is the worst analytically, not by much, but again, Quentin Johnson will, you know, he's a receiver. He's gonna, he'll have a longer career, bigger span, and I think do a little more. I would say more upside too. Yeah, I agree with more everything. Upside. That's yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Everything you said, I agree. Um, yeah, Chris Barnes, what about you? Ditto. <laughs> That's about it. Short and sweet. Short and sweet to the point. I like it. Well, we're already yeah. getting the t- my my plan for the Zoom session already is failing. We're already down to the 10 minute warning. So let's get through this round six here and we'll pause for a break and then hammer it out in the next one. But uh round six. Kellen, first pick of the draft for, for me. Zay Flowers, future Hall of Famer. Eric then takes Devon A. Chain, then Rick Rashad Bateman, Sko, Cortland Sutton, Chris Barnes, Rushy Rice. Chris Barnes, who's your favorite, and why is it Rushy Rice? Um so I I like I like Zay Flowers. I like the Zay Flowers pick more. Whoa. I like the Zay Flowers pick more. I think I think Was that your answer before last night's preseason game? It, it, like I wasn't really thinking about it. I did see that dude so fast. He's, he's like so fast. He's like a smaller Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's so like I'm curious. Like same same thing, kind of thing as as Quentin Johnson. Most exciting pick out of this group is a Flowers because of the unknown of what Baltimore's offense is going to be. If Lamar can get his arm on point and hit some receivers in a new kind of a not pass heavy, but more of a protect Lamar from running, keep him help keep him healthy. If he can get it to Zay Flowers in a in in a Tyreek Hill esque sort of way, I mean it's going to be game over. Um, but that's what Rashad Bateman was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. You had to lay that this shit on. Next pick. So <laughs> I was I did, really I, excited. I, you have to I really like Reggie Rice just because I do really like him, but I think the more exciting pick is Zay Flowers. Um okay. I think Reggie Rice is going into too many different weapons to be super okay. exciting. Well, we can revisit Rashi Rice later. Um but for now we'll go to Singer. Singer, who's your favorite? 
Uh, I really like uh, the pickup of Cortland Sutton here by Sco. I think that's probably my favorite. Um, purely because I think Denver's offense is going to be a lot better this year. Um, I know people are high on Jerry Judy, uh, but I think it's really going to be kind of a timeshare between Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy or more of a timeshare than people who are, uh, you know, thinking it will be. So um, I think with Sean Payton coming in, you've got a, a whole new vamped offense. I think Russ Wilson will find his groove a little bit more this year. Um, and I think uh, Sutton will produce. So I, I really like that pickup purely again, because I think it's uh, you know, he's probably going to be a, earn value at that spot there. Um, certainly, you know, I, lo- I always love the the rookie pickups. You know, you got Zay Flowers, Acne, and uh, Rice there. You know, always love to see that upside. But I think purely, again, because Denver's offense is going to be a lot better this year. Got to go Cortland. All right. I'll, I'll hold comment on that one. We'll come back to that one in a minute. <laughs> I'll get into my favorite. Um, and to circle back to Chris Barnes, my favorite pick here is Rashi Rice. He was absolutely fed last preseason game. Uh, he had nine targets for eight receptions, 96 yards, an average of, of 12 yards per catch. And he leads all wide receivers in the preseason with yards after the catch. Uh, he doesn't have a touchdown yet, but the dude's getting fed. And I feel like this is a sign of things to come. He's going to be given every opportunity to, to succeed. Uh, he was handpicked by Mahomes of, of who Mahomes wanted the Chiefs to draft. I love this dude. I think he is going to be awesome. And if he's if he doesn't produce, it's nobody's fault but his own. Yeah. I think, like I said, he's going to have every opportunity. I felt like I reached a little bit for him. Um, um but I but I I was super comfortable with it because of Mahomes. Because I have Mahomes. So so we'll get to that later. I know you have Mahomes. So that's a nice little stack attack you got there. You may have reached a little bit. Actually, so well, I guess we can get into it now. The analytics have Rashi Rice as the worst pick in this round at a negative 237, which is probably like top five worst analytically. Um, But I don't hate you for it. I don't hate you for it one bit. You know, no. maybe Mingo could have gone earlier than Rice. Uh, maybe uh, Marvin Mims uh, in Denver yeah. could have gone before. But to me, I had Mingo and Rashi kind of neck and neck in my own personal ranking. So I don't yeah. – it's a preference thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't blame you one bit. So I already a- analytically got into the the least favorite there for this round in round six. My least favorite, personally, to come back to Singer's pick was Cortland Sutton. Well, it's Sko's pick, but Singer's least favorite. Um, and the sole reason is because I probably... My most favorite. Him. I'm sorry, your most favorite, yes. Um, but he's my least favorite because I probably should have kept him. This is the round where I dropped him. I, I could have kept Cortland Sutton here, and I dropped him. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, this hurts a little bit. I got younger, I guess, by dropping him and taking Zay Flowers in the same round. But I could see this one blowing up in my face. So that's why it's yeah. my least favorite. But singer, who's your pride, least favorite? Letting the pride get the best of you there. Yeah. And I have Cortland Sutton, too, in my dynasty league that I take very seriously. And I feel like I have to lose him somewhere 
for him to truly blow up. You know, it's like so it'd be too convenient if I had him everywhere and he blew up for me. So, uh, you know, a little bit of pain for a little bit of gain. But Singer, who's your least favorite? Um, I, I think for this round, my my least favorite is um, this is like a little bit opposite because to be honest, I didn't really hate any of the picks in this round. It's hard to uh, hate on any of them. To be honest, yeah, it really is. If I had to Not pick just one for this one. round, but like the entire draft, like there's reasons that everybody drafted all of these players. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't, I don't think I disagree with pretty much any of them. But if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Rick with Rashad Bateman, um, just because you know they're always they're talk, they always talk about Ravens trying to pass more, but you never see it. So uh, we'll see. Plus, with OBJ there, and Mark Andrews is going to get his and. Lamar Jackson's going to run all over the place. J.K. Dobbins. There's just a lot of miles to feed in, in Baltimore. So I don't hate the pick, though. But if, yeah, pull the gun to my head, that's what I got. <laughs> that's fine. I hope nobody gets too offended by uh, by these picks because the Keeper League is very strange. Uh, and it's weird because I took the rookie Ravens wide receiver before the veteran rookie. Uh, before the veteran Ravens wide receiver, and they went two picks apart. So <laughs> just a weird draft. Yeah. yeah. Chris uh, Barnes, that's why I love this league. It's different from anything else we'll do in fantasy. Right, right, right. Um, Chris Barnes, what do you got? I'd go with uh, a Kane, the running back, Devonta Kane. I, mainly because I don't know too much about them. I know they're looking for speed in Miami. I also know that they have, like, three other running backs too so yeah it's just kind of a crowded backfield yeah that's a point that will uh that i will get to later I, I don't think i mentioned this uh bateman was actually the favorite pick in the round with a negative 88 in this round so um <laughs> disagrees with you uh chris but uh no uh, i don't know those are the numbers uh, let's hang up here. We'll, we'll pick up a new session. All right. The boys agreed. We're going to speed this up a little bit. So we're going to, you know, if it's less than five picks per round, we're going to cover two rounds at a time. So round seven, we got Sco with tanks, tank Bigsby, Rick with Kendra Miller, Kellen, Anthony Richardson, Eli, Damian Harris, then in round eight, Eli again with Geno Smith, Eric, Aaron Rodgers, Joe, Dalton Kincaid, and singer Jonathan Mingo. Joe Barnes, favorite. <laughs> Who's Joe Barnes? Does it Joe? Chris Barnes. <laughs> you said Joe. Dude, so, um, so when we were like just chilling here while I was waiting for this upload, I was like, damn, this bourbon slaps me in the face. I am <laughs> buzzing. So that probably won't be the last. I got Joe Barnes on That's the brain funny. right now. I got to kick his ass tomorrow at golf. So there you um, go. Don't don't let him get in your mind. Oh he, no, I'm just thinking about whooping his ass. He's not in oh, my there head. You, go. He, you know, I'm just thinking about the whooping. I'm gonna lay on him. I'll favorite, just favorite one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably got it. Got to be Anthony Richardson with him dropping so low i mean he's very raw i think he i think 
I think you can afford to keep him on the bench in the seventh round for a year or two until he matures, and then you might have had you might have your quarterback there for a long time, depending on how he rounds out mentally with the, in the NFL and stuff like that. Um, so to have that in the seventh round would be would just be killer for you if it turns out that way. So right now, I don't really have a pick that I really love out of the group right now. Um, I mean, I like the Dalton Kincaid pick too, particularly because I wanted him. Um, but I think this is this was a long term grouping, and uh, and I think Anthony Richardson has the has the best potential uh, out of the group. Okay, Singer, what about you? Um, I'd have to say my favorite pick is probably Tank Bigsby um, from Skull. Um, I know it's going to be a bit of a timeshare, but I think over time he's going to get a lot of carries. He's going to get the goal line carries for uh, the Dolphins and um, or the Jaguars, I'm sorry. And I think um, – I think he's going to be like a, a sneaky good seventh round uh, running back pickup for him. He's going to probably play maybe like a flex most of the year, but uh, I think he'll, you know, for a seventh round pick, a rookie, you got him for, you know, a little while if he produces, I, I think it's a good, good spot for him. And so I think it's a good pickup by Sko there. Yeah, I would agree. I, well, I, I don't disagree with your pick. I have a different pick, but um tank has been getting a lot of love out of camp and in the preseason he, he kind of shredded the lions yeah he played well yeah he shredded us for one while he played so uh he looked very good and I, if i was a travis Etienne owner owner i forget who has him in this league but i'd be a little concerned about tank bigsby being in jacksonville and do ball um <laughs> my favorite pick I'm going to toot my own horn. I'm going to say Anthony Richardson because yeah. uh, he went second overall in my waffle, wicked, awful, uh, wicked, awesome fantasy football league, uh, 32 team league. He went second overall in that league. And then he went ninth overall in my other league, uh, my dynasty league. I got him 12th overall in, in this one. So value, I think, is there, even though I don't really believe in the guy, but the question I kind of had when I was on the clock was like, where else do I even help my team? Yeah. I already had a pick. I took Zay flowers. I need another wide receiver. Like I need another hole in my ass. Like <laughs> they're, they're so like, I not to like sound too conceited. I, there's not much else I can do to make my team better. So yeah, I think like... uh, a dart throw here for at a quarterback uh, at the quarterback position, was the play for me, Chris Barnes? You're you're gonna say something? No, like I mean, to your point, if like like you said, that's the only place that you, the only way you can help your team right there. And yeah, who knows? Take a flyer on in the seventh round, and if he pans out, then he pans out. Yeah, he might suck this year. I'll probably hold on to him next year, and if he sucks again next year, I'll probably drop him. But. Mm-hmm. We'll see what he can do. I, I I forget what the stat is, but they're like, as the fantasy nerds out there were like, if Anthony Richardson throws for 
3,000 yards and rushes for 800 yards, you know, the expected touchdowns to come with those numbers, he'll end up as the quarterback seven or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, that's what that rushing upside brings to the table. So, yeah. Fuck it. You know, we'll throw a dart. We'll see what happens. Uh, I wasn't going to draft another wide receiver. Um, So, that, that, that's the pick that I guess is I'm kind of warming up to him too. So it gets me a little excited. I will give a consolation prize to Kendra Miller who had a really good game on Sunday. He had a really nice catch. Looks like Alvin Kamara 2.0. Um, so shout out Rick Kendra Miller. I'm a big fan of him too. Analytically the best pick in this round was actually Damian Harris at yeah. 7.10 to Eli. And that's a nice segue because my least favorite pick in this range is Damian Harris for the sole purpose of Eli plus a Buffalo Bills running back equals bad news for me. Uh, look no further than Naheem Hines. <laughs> so, uh, fuck you, Eli. Uh, that is my pick. Uh, but analytics say he's the best pick. Analytics say the worst pick in this range is Tank Bigsby at a negative 156, but that's probably just because he's a rookie. Um, so, Singer, who's your least favorite here? Well, that's kind of, you know, Yahoo doesn't agree. I don't agree with Yahoo. Yeah, you know, the, well, they're looking at the Yahoo rankings. I should mention, I'm glad you made that comment. Yahoo is purely redraft, the rankings we're going off of. So, Yahoo is wrong. The rookies are going to get hated on. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, Dalton Kincaid is my least favorite simply because he's a rookie tight end. And I feel like, I don't know, for a seventh round pick, I don't know if a, a tight end will ever return that value unless your name is Travis Kelsey, you know. But we uh, will see. Um, I don't think it's terrible, but, you know, with the options you have. But, you know, for again, for a rookie tight end, it's just um, – you know, I think he could have fell a little further down. So Kincaid actually would have been my pick if we went round by round. He was going to be my pick for round eight, but uh, now nah, I I hated Harris more because he just reminded me of Naheem Hines. <laughs> um, I mentioned to you guys before we were before we were recording um, that I had an idea for Eli to do just to stick it to me. Um, so Eli has Damian Harris, the new Buffalo Bills running back. He should also pick back up Naheem Hines because Eli and I play week one. Um, and if I were Eli, just to stick it to me one more time and rub salt in my wound from the championship, I would start both Damian Harris and Naheem Hines in running back slots week one um, just because Eli can take a loss and still probably make playoffs. Just like one final fuck you and hey, I'm the champion, you're not kind of thing from last year. So that's what I would do if I was Eli. And uh, and just uh, piss me off week one, but he doesn't have the balls. So I can understand why Joe went Dalton Kincaid because I actually wanted him with my pick two two later. It's kind of the same idea that I think Kellen had with Anthony Richardson. Um, I think the value is was there if they're if they're saying they're going to be that important to their team um then i think an eighth pick or ninth pick uh, i think the value is there um for like a 
even a even a even a uh, what's the who's the pitcher Pat Fryer move type of share of the offense or something like that. I think they're worth a value at eight. Uh, I already have five running backs on my team. I already have five wide receivers, most of who are rookies. I have two tight ends in later rounds um, that I trust, but like I thought, I think. I thought right there it's where, like, I was aiming for them. I was hoping that they dropped to us, to, to me. And I was like, sweet. Don Kincaid Sam Laporta. I think Kincaid is in a more powerful offense. But, um, you know, with Laporta, I don't have uh, – there's not as many miles to feed in, in Detroit, too. So, if the – if there's, if they end up being as valuable to their team as they're saying they can be, I really like those picks at at, at that value eighth and ninth round. Um, Damian Harris was probably my least favorite too. You know, and Aaron Rodgers, I, I had a hard time picking between <laughs> two just now because I just because he's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, those were tough decisions because, yeah. yeah. And, and we're getting down to kind of like the nitty-gritty. I I, I yeah, know there, there was still a Marvin Mims and a, and a Jalen Hyatt, but I have a lot of rookie ru- ru- wide receivers and a few older tight ends. Maybe take a flyer for a year, keep those two, see how he turns out. And then I think that's kind of what Joe was thinking because he's got TJ and I think he's got one more guy. His roster is pretty much filled out. Just take a flyer in the eighth round on a tight end and see how it works out. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I I hear you. I was gonna say Dalton Kincaid for round eight being my least favorite, but I mean, I, Joe kind of threaded the needle. I mean, Laporta was taken two picks later by you, so I mean, it wasn't a reach by any means. I mean, Joe got the top tight end in the class just two picks before the second tight end in the class went. So. Um, I just can't believe two Notre Dame fans took tight ends that weren't Michael Mayer, but we'll get to that later. To say I'm disappointed would be an understatement, but (laughs) um, let's move on. We'll we'll move on now to round nine. We'll cover round nine by its uh by itself because there were seven draft picks made in round nine. Chris Barnes started us off with the aforementioned Sam Laporta pick. Sko then took Marvin Mims Jr., Brendan, Josh Downs, Joe, Jalen Hyatt, Eric, Antonio Gibson, Arico, Michael Mayer. The Michigan guy takes the Notre Dame tight end. Everything's all jacked up. I don't know which <laughs> way is up. And then Kellen took Tyler Algier. Chris Barnes, who's your favorite? Um, What was that? Oh, it was round nine. Uh, mine was the Sam Laporta pick, just because. Sam Laporta. Okay. Yeah, just because kind of what I just explained. It it kind of. I think he's gonna have a lot of value to the team, if unless they go out and get a wide receiver, so, kind of the risk was worth the reward in that, in that area. I don't really like. I'm not a big fan of Josh Downs. Jalen Hyatt has turned out to be better than I expected, at least in the preseason. 
he's a little bit quicker than than I thought, but still, I think he has the most potential out of, to impact their team as quick as possible out of that group. Okay, Sager. Um, I think for my favorite is probably um. It was definitely close for this one, but I, I'd have to go with uh, Jalen Hyatt kind of because uh, some of the reasons that Chris had just mentioned. Um, you know, I, I think I think the Giants are going to utilize uh, Darren Waller a lot, but uh, he's not going to catch the ball 100% of the time. You know, they, they got to spread it around somewhere. So um, I, I think he's quick. I think he's going to be a good rookie. I think he's going to fit right into that offense. And um, I think for the, the long term, he'll be good as well. Fair enough. I will go with Michael Mayer. I think he's the best overall tight end in this draft. No, he doesn't run as fast as Dalton Kincaid or Sam Laporta, but he's 20 to 25 pounds heavier than both of them. He's a far superior blocker than both of them. Uh, no, you don't get points for blocking, but he's going to be on the field for all three downs uh, until there's, and he might even block on the punt team too. Um, I think being on the field leads to points. I think Arico getting Michael Mayer uh, as tight end three in this class is a steal. You know, the the, the three big tight ends in this class went fairly condensed, pretty close together. So. Um, the reason I didn't go with him that I that I didn't necessarily trust it is because I don't know Oakland's quarterback situation moving forward. I hear you. Yeah, Garoppolo. He played, I he feel played like well with Adams. With, yeah, he well he played well with um, what's his face and and San Fran, but yeah. I don't think Garoppolo is going to be going to be there past yeah. next year at the very most. Yeah. So, I, oh, yeah. I mean, Mayor's have a plan for a quarterback. I, I feel like Mayor's <laughs> going to thrive in like those 10, you know, those eight to 15 yard routes, which might I be Jimmy Garoppolo's him. best friend. However, you know, he's not quite the athlete of the other two guys. So yeah. we saw that a lot, you and I, Chris, and, you know, watching the Notre Dame games. We'll see how it translates. I think he's going to be a hell of a professional, though. But um, he is my pick. Now, analytically, the favorite pick in this range was Antonio Gibson uh, at a negative 70. The least favorite analytically was Jalen Hyatt. Wow. Jalen Hyatt at a negative 204. This bourbon is slapping. Um to snake back around, my least favorite selection in this round was my own, Tyler Algier, because um, I feel like stashing him without having Bijan is just kind of like a dark hope. Like, it's Tyler just Algier. Just a knife in the bag. What's that? Just a knife, knife in the bag. Yeah, and on. I'm not necessarily, I mean, you know, I wouldn't be crying in this no. league. If no. Bijan went down with a season-ending injury, but um, you kind of prefer the LG or the the Bijan owner to draft Algier, you know, just for safety reasons. I do <laughs> think Algier has some standalone value, but I'm really hanging on to him just in case something happens with Bijan and Tyler Algier is RB one in Atlanta. So it's just kind of grim to to have him there. 
I don't know who no else to take, so I figured I would do that. What's that? I just needed to. I just need to drop two more time, two more spots. I was gonna take him. <laughs> oh, we're, well, we could work out a trade probably. T. Higgins is on the board Three too. More spots. So we can work something out. We'll see what happens. Sure, we we can talk. Singer, who's your least favorite in this group? Yeah, I'm gonna hate on you too for taking Algier. Um, I just think, yeah, without Bijan, he he doesn't really have too much value. Um, you know, I, I don't think he'll ever get any <clears throat> over 10 points unless Bijan goes down. Um, so you just got to hope and pray. And I think, you know, it, it's more of, uh, I mean, yeah, Chris maybe would have taken him in a couple picks, but I feel like if, you know, he didn't, he was probably going to fall a little further than that. But you know, you never know. You take a shot in the dark, could be calling you a genius in uh, six months here. So we'll see. But for now, I'm hating. Absolutely. Chris Barnes, go. Uh, least favorite, uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh, I drafted him last year and a few other rounds. He's always been hurt for me. And then he couldn't win the job over a, over a bad Brian Robinson last year, too, so I don't trust him. Sure. He did score a touchdown last night, though, in the preseason game from a dart from Sam Howell. So we'll see what Gibson is. This is kind of an Antonio Gibson season. He always gets hyped in the preseason, but yeah. we'll see. All right, let's do rounds 10 and 11 together. <laughs> Uh, in round 10, I drafted Kyler Murray. Eric drafted Jaden Reed. Chris Barnes, Khalil Shakir. Then to round 11, Chris Barnes again with Chase Edmonds. Then Rick with Chigozium Okonkwo. Eric with Bryce Young. Eli with Nico Collins. Chris Barnes, who's your favorite? Uh, favorite was Jaden Reed. Out of all of them, uh, he's turned out to be. I mean, I've I've used turned out light very loosely, for lack of a better term. But he's done better for uh, Minnesota than I than I thought he would. I don't think he's big enough to to be in to last in the NFL. Um, but he's got the skills. He's got the speed. Um. Just hope he doesn't get injured. I think he's most exciting. I've I've looked a lot at a lot of these kind of groupings as who's the most exciting person out of the group, and uh, I think I think he's got the most potential, even though he's behind, um, pretty much three receivers, right? Yeah, Justin Jefferson, yeah, KJ Osborne, and uh, Addison. I'm sorry, you're talking Jaden Reed? Jaden Reed's in, in Minnesota, right? No, he's in Green Bay. He's Wrong division team. Well, yeah, he's still behind Dubs and uh, Christian Watson. But I mean Jordan Love in is theory. Jordan Love's been been uh better than we expected, at least in the preseason. He hasn't seen yeah. real pressure yet, but um I don't know if Jordan Love can can pull it together. Yeah, that was a brain fart there, but <laughs> it's all know. good. It's getting late. Yeah. All right, singer. 
All right. Uh, my favorite for uh, rounds 10 and 11 is on Conquo. Uh, I think Rick had a solid pickup there and uh, a tight end. Um, he uh, plays for Tennessee and I feel like Tannehill always likes to find his tight ends in games and I think it could be a breakout season for him. So um, that definitely my favorite in, in that round. So, yeah, he was going to be my runner-up. I, I think Chigo Okonkwo, Okonkwo is going to be big this year. He's one of my breakout candidates at tight end. But I'm going to I toot my own horn with my last quarterback pick of Anthony Richardson. I'm going to do it again with Kyler. I mean, I'm just determined to get a difference maker at quarterback. He's an IR stash. He cost me nothing. I can draft him like I did and stash him on my IR so he doesn't even cost me a roster spot. It's Kyler freaking Murray. So let's let's see what he is when he's healthy. I don't know when he's coming back, but until he comes back, he's not burning me a roster, uh, burning a roster spot for me. So I think in round ten, that's a good pickup. Um, but yeah, I like Chigo Conquo too a lot. Analytically, Nico Collins to Eli is the best pick, and that's only one pick better than Chigo Conquo. So I'd say Rick has a really good pick there with Chig. Um, I'll start it with the least favorite for the opinions. Um, I'll go with Gerald Everett. And this is kind of a personal thing. I think he's so vanilla. I don't think he's exciting at all. I think he is the fourth or fifth option on that offense for catching passes. Um I'm just not a fan. Maybe Eli needs a tight end. I'm not too familiar with his team makeup, but uh, I, I don't know. Gerald Everett, Everett doesn't do anything for me here. Singer, what about you? Well, I I was going to interrupt you and and mention that Gerald Everett is actually in the twelfth round, but you were going on such a good tirade, I couldn't stop. What did I say? You, we're in rounds ten and eleven, but it doesn't matter. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, there. So I'll say I uh, the, the further hate on Eli. I guess. Yeah. I, I'm just <laughs> mad. I'm just so mad at Eli. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll say uh, then I'll say Chase Edmonds because he's the old veteran and uh, they got Rashad White and Sean Tucker in town. Sorry, Chris Barnes. I don't know. I don't see it. All happening. right. I'll give him one more chance. Yeah, I, it, I, I cut him. I cut him. We agreed to a million dollar salary, veterans minimum, <laughs> to come back, prove it deal. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Well, that'll save me time for my least favorite pick of round uh, twelve. So, Singer, <laughs> go ahead with your rounds ten and eleven least favorite. All right. Well, I am gonna go back to hating on you with uh, Kyler Murray. Um, Go ahead. I, I don't think uh, either way, you know, when he does come back, he's still he's still not going to be very good. Um, I think the Cardinals offense is um, just going to be really underwhelming this year. And hopefully he is that spark for you, but I, I don't see it for him this year. So got to got to go back to the uh, the old Kellen Hayton well there. Hey, hey, hey. Nothing personal. Used to it. <laughs> All good. Chris Barnes, what about you? 
to be fair, if we were separating, Kyler was gonna be my my least favorite too. But I'm so, going real quick. Down. What's funny too is I have been a Kyler Murray hater, yeah, uh, for years. I I don't think he's like a good quarterback. He produces, he crazy, but I'm like he's gonna lose his job. He's not actually that good. Yeah. So it's kind of ironic now that I scooped him up and I'm excited about it, but. He's yeah. like a 15-point quarterback, 15 to 20-point quarterback. Yeah, if he's going to keep getting paid to be an NFL starting quarterback, I guess I'll scoop him up and hope that he can be a difference maker for me yeah. to put me over the edge. So, Mine's, uh, My least favorite is Nico Collins uh, because I don't want anything to do with uh, Houston this year. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Round 12. Uh, not to give anything away, but Eli drafted Gerald Everett, and I'm not so high on him. Uh, <laughs> then Eric drafted Tyler Boyd, singer Zay Jones, Rick Chase Brown, and then on to the 13th round, Chris Barnes, Chase Claypool, the guy, Sko Michael Gallup, singer Roshan Johnson, Eric Raheem Mostert, Enrico Marquez Valdez Scandling, Eli Rashid Shahid. Chris Barnes, who's your favorite? Um, favorite. 12 and 13. Just say Chase Claypool. Oh, yeah, Chase Claypool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, that's no, that's why I was confused right there. Um, Did I say something weird? I'm I'm drunk over here. I didn't I heard, expect to be this. <laughs> I, I am kind of a mess. I heard Chase Edmonds earlier. Or I heard Chase. I thought I thought I heard Chase Claypool. Uh, I, I, I didn't eat dinner. That was a mistake. <laughs> now it's 11 p.m. <laughs> and I'm five fingers of no, probably more. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm, it's, yeah, it's probably. It's probably Chase. Actually, no, it was Zay Jones. Zay Jones was uh was my favorite right there. Okay. Zay Jones was. Um just because of what uh he did with Trevor Lawrence at the end of last year, last like eight games, and how uh Jacksonville's offense is looking. He earned a contract. Um I think he I think he's he can be the home run hitter from for them again. I think okay. I think Trevor Lawrence trusts him. Okay. Singer, what no. about you? Um, I gotta go with uh my own pick, Roshan Johnson, just because he has uh been uh showing a pretty good preseason thus far. Uh I know he's still got um what's his name, Cleo Herbert, and uh, I guess they have Deontay, Deontay Foreman now, so they've got to, you know, he's got to compete there, but I think he'll get his touches, and, you know, if either one of them go down, I, I think he has a, a larger role in this offense, and um, he'll get some goal line carries as long as uh, Justin Fields doesn't, and uh, I think he'll, he'll, you know, potentially put up some points. Maybe not a uh, starter every week, but you know, depending on what happens in the season, I could I could see him, you know, plugging him to the flex if needed. Sure. Yeah. As a Lions fan, I think Roshan Johnson is an awesome talent. He 
backed up Bijan at Texas. And it's hard to not get buried in a depth chart when you're on the same team as Bijan. Um, I was pissed when the Bears drafted him. Um, so I like the talent. I don't love the opportunity. But my pick is Chase Brown by Rick. Oski Wow Wow out of Illinois. Um, with Joe Mixon's kind of injury history, kind of. Um, but in addition to his legal history, everybody kind of wants that Bengals handcuff. Um, I, I think in round 12, Chase Brown, given what he did at Illinois in college, I think he's well worth the dart throw here. So uh, I think Chase Brown was a very nice pick here. I had him targeted later. Rick took him earlier than I would have, but it could pay off. Analytically, the favorite pick here is Tyler Boyd by Eric at a negative 92. And mm-hmm. two points later is Raheem Mostert at a negative 94, um, which was actually going to be my least favorite pick for round 13. So it shows what I know. But as we already know, my uh, Gerald Everett was my least favorite in this area. And I covered <laughs> that. So Singer, go ahead with your least favorite in rounds 12 and 13. Well, um, I'll I'll go with your uh, Raheem Mostert. Um, I'll take that for you since you already, already had Everett there, but um, probably for some of the same reasons that you you are. I think you know Jeff Wilson is is still there in Miami, and then um, you know they just um, drafted the rookie uh, Acne, and I, I think you know it's just going to be A-chain. A J. What? A chain. A chain, I say yeah. 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 A chain, A chain. Anyway, I think uh, they're gonna. It's gonna be a, a three-headed backfield there, and we'll see who comes out on top. But um, I think Mostert's got a lot to compete with there, and it's just gonna be tough for him to mm-hmm. to get the touches and volume to put up the points needed. Fair enough. So we, we've touched on a Dolphins running back and a Bears running back. And with the Jonathan Taylor drama currently developing, I heard today on the ticket that the Bears and the Dolphins are the front runners to trade for Jonathan Taylor. And I would be so freaking upset if the, the Bears, Bears got Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I I would be yeah, so upset. That would be that would be it, rough. And it makes so much sense for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm terrified. Yeah. You know. uh, I'm very scared. But Chris Barnes, who's your least favorite? I was um, just not a fan of Michael Gallup in, in general. I thought about him maybe like late, late rounds if he was still there. But I think um, – He's just too prone to injury when he was – I mean, he might be more comfortable in a third receiver role just because with Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb there. So he might – that's the only reason I would say that he'd be drafted here. Um, But he's never produced when I've had him on on my teams. I just ended up dropping him a few weeks later. So – um, we'll see how he uh turns out with a little less playing time. Maybe he can stay healthier. Sure. Sure. All right, let's hang up here and uh we got a 
Yeah, the singer just messed with me. You're down four minutes. So let's pause. We'll pick it up in uh, round 14. Round 14. Let's bring this thing home. This is our last segment. Uh, 1401, Eli starts us off with Tajai Spears. Ben Kellen with Kyron Williams. Eric, Greg Dortch. Joe, Alec Pierce. Singer, Devin Singletary. Rick, Desmond Ritter. Brendan, Dwayne McBride. Sko, Irv Smith Jr. Chris Barnes. Clyde Edwards. Elair. Go Tigers from LSU. Uh, Chris Barnes, who's your favorite here? I like Alec Pierce. Someone's got to catch the ball in Indy. And if uh, Richardson can uh, get his accuracy together, I think he's definitely got the arm strength to, to get it downfield. And Alec Pierce can get big when needed. Again, I think the most exciting player in the grouping. Yeah. Singer, what about you? I like uh Tajay Spear. Um I know, you know, Derrick Henry is still the king, but um I think he'll kind of serve it that as that handcuff. And um I'm pretty sure Eli has Derrick Henry, so that's uh not a bad pickup for him in the fourteenth round there. You took the words right out of my mouth. That yeah. For the yes, Eli owns Derrick Henry, and for the okay. Derrick Henry owner, his direct handcuff is a perfect pick in round fourteen. Yeah. So that's my pick as well. So I didn't be, know that that plays that 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 makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he played nice the draft. Pick. He got him at a good value. Um, mm-hmm. I think the dude's got bursts. He's got excitement on his own level. I don't think he'll have a long career, but if you own Derrick Henry already, that's a good guy to invest in. The favorite pick analytically was Devin Singletary, negative 83. Singer, congratulations. Wow. Um, how about that? The least favorite pick here analytically was my pick of Kyron Williams at a negative 240. Damn. Uh, and that is my least favorite pick, too. Um, and I'm drafting Kyron Williams late everywhere I can, especially in PPR leagues, because the dude catches passes. And the Rams are not really boasting a ton of wide receiver talent. So I think this dude, he can line up in the slot. Chris Barnes knows this from watching him at Notre Dame. He can run. He can pass block. He can catch. I think he's going to act more as like a wide receiver on top of having uh, a a handcuff option to Cam Akers that I have by drafting Kyron Williams. I think he's got standalone volume as a pass catcher. Uh, I think people are sleeping on him. People are forgetting him. What's that? Just a little small, a little undersized. He's very small, but he he can pass block, though, angrily. He's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. But we'll see. Um, We'll see. Those are the reasons why I'm drafting him. It'd be way too convenient for me with all the spots I already have him for him to actually pan out. So he won't, but um, yeah, that's my Notre Dame Homer pick. There you go. (laughs) You have something else on him, Chris Bars? No, uh, I was just going to go into the least favorite of uh, Irv Smith Jr. Okay. Singer, we didn't forget about you. We'll come back to you. I think, no, Singer already said that. Singer said Tajay Smith. 
Yeah. Oh. Um. My bad. Go ahead. Uh, Earth Smith Jr. is uh, definitely. Wait, we're grinding it out for the boys right now. <laughs> definitely the worst. Um, out of that grouping. Um, I don't really see where he fits in very much. He, this is Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, he gets injured. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I don't, I don't really, I don't really, uh, give him too much thought there. Yeah. Okay. Singer. Well, I mean, it's good to know that Yahoo is good with my, my pick of Singletary being, uh, best rated but i, I was gonna go with yeah. that as my worst pick because honestly Negative 83 was, that's a that's a diamond in the rough i was like i don't know who to pick here and i was like whatever singletary he's a name but <laughs> I, I, I mean i think you know damian pierce is gonna be the primary running back in houston they're just not gonna have a good offense i think some weeks he you know he's gonna get a lot of passing down work so i think some weeks you know that could play into his favor but you know he could get a, a 23 point game, but he's going to hover around the six to eight range. I'm, I'm thinking. So, I mean, I just felt like I had to pick somebody there. Yep. I, I think that's, a, yeah, I, I think it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Round 15. Let's move on. Rick starts us off in round 15 with the Jets defense. Oh, hard knocks was on tonight too. I didn't, I just realized that. Um, I might watch that while I make dinner after this at 1130 <laughs> p.m. Um, singers next with Jalen Warren, then Joe with Van Jefferson, Eric with Marvin Jones Jr. Go Lions, Rico with Justin Ross, and then Eli with Russell Wilson, Chris Barn. Who's your favorite here? Um, Russell Wilson. Uh, I was hoping he'd drop. I think. He's a hell of a pickup in the fifteenth round. I think he, I mean, he he can't he definitely can't be as bad as last year. Um, that's for that's for sure. And uh, with Sean Payton there, I think they'll get everything squared away. He's definitely not going to be what he once was, but I think he's one hundred percent a serviceable, either week to week matchup play if you need it or um. If your top quarterback goes down. Okay. Singer, what about you? Um I, I'd say probably have to say my least favorite is it was kind of close on this one. Um We're favorite, no, right favorite. Yep. It was yeah. uh, actually the was the same as uh Chris's Russ, Russ Wilson, yeah. Because well, I, uh, all the same reasons that Chris just said, you know, again, you're bringing in Sean Payton, new new offense, revamped. He's going to be a lot better. And I think he'll be a, a nice little serviceable quarterback in the 15th. I was actually hoping he'd fall to me too, but work out. As a guy that, uh, that double dipped in the Masters draft last year with the Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton stack, I fucking hate Russell Wilson. So... Oh, that will not be my pick. My pick will be Justin Ross by Rico because there's a decent chance he becomes the guy in the wide receiver room for Mahomes. He's really shined at camp, 
uh, a little bit in the preseason games as well. Uh, he's, you know, he was going to be a first round pick coming out of Clemson until he had like a bad neck or a spine injury or something like that. So that's a concern of its own, but talent in a vacuum, Justin Ross could be the dude. So uh, around 15 dart throw. I think that's an asset well used by Orico. Analytically, the best pick here was Jalen Warren at a negative 74. <laughs> um, the least favorite pick analytically was Marvin Jones Jr. at a negative 248, which I don't quite understand. But uh, going back to Jalen Warren, that's my least favorite pick in this round because I'm a Najee Harris dynasty owner, and I'm scared about Jalen Warren uh, stealing a whole lot of volume from Najee. So um, the reason I hate him is because I think he might be really good, and I'll leave it at, leave it at that. Singer, who's your least favorite here? Well, I actually was going to say Marvin Jones Jr., but now I don't want to agree with Yahoo. Um, and I'm going to say Jalen Warren, um, because that was actually like, I was going between those two and simply because I'm pretty sure, uh, Joe has Najee in this league, correct? He does. Yeah. So I think I was at that time, I was thinking I was just, uh, blocking him there, Najee (laughs) blocking him there. So sorry about it, Joe. I really, again, didn't know who else to take. And I was like, oh, you know, we'll see how it pans out. But so anyway, sorry for stealing your handcuff. Maybe we can trade. Yeah, he seems really apologetic, Joe. That's it's fine. Not, it's yeah. hard what he got. It'd be it's gonna be Jalen Warren as well. But yeah. um even after his sixty two yard touchdown run. Yeah, well, I don't I don't think like Najee Harris had a hard enough time last year. I don't think Kenny Pickett's anything special. He's a, no, he's in Atlanta. Who's in? Who's in Pittsburgh? Kenny Pickett. Is he? Is he Kenny Pickett? Um. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't think he's anything special. I think they're gonna crowd the the line. Defenses are gonna crowd the line. I don't think the running backs in Pittsburgh are gonna do too much this year. Okay. Fair enough. Let's do round 16 and 17 together to keep this thing moving. Round 16, Eric starts us off with K.J. Osborne. Joe Barnes uh, takes Tank Dell. Singer takes Curtis Samuel. Chris Barnes, Deuce Vaughn. Then into round 17, we got Rick taking Leonard Fournette. Gotagas Singer taking C.J. Stroud. Eric Michael Carter and Kellen Ezekiel Elliott. Chris Barnes, who is your favorite? Um, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, he's he's got the Darren Sproles vibe. Come on, I think he was a. I, I mean, I'm gonna do my own horn in the 16th round. Um, he either makes it or breaks it. Really, there's no in between for 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 guys like him, and it's they're few and far between, but. Again, I think he's most exciting. Um, pick in there. You know what you're getting with Zeke and Carter, Curtis Samuel, and KJ Osborne. Matter for not too, and Samuel really. So it's between it was between Tank Dell and 
Deuce Vaughn for me. I'm going to toot my own horn. Both the parallels are hilarious because the both of them are tiny. Yeah. I mean, Deuce Vaughn is, what is he, like five, seven? Mm-hmm. Maybe even less than that. Um, and super, you know, pretty light by running back standards. Tink Dell actually pulled it up here. He's um 5'10. And this website has him listed as 155 pounds, which yeah. can it which cannot be right. But uh Chris Barnes going with the small in stature votes on this one. Singer, do you have a little size to add to these favorite draft picks in this range? Well, I mean, all I'll say about Tank Dell is that um, it could be like, uh, you know, uh, what was that Tariq Cohen type player? Yeah. It could be. Uh, Jiffy. Could, yeah. But anyway, he wasn't my favorite. He, can, uh, he could come back draft. and ruin Cohen's championships, even like Naeem Heinz did. Yeah. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, I, uh, your peak, uh, Kellen, your pick of Zeke now is looking pretty decent being, uh, signed with the Pats there. I think he'll get the goal line carries. I think, you know, Ramondre Stevenson is still gonna, you know, be a thing and it might be two headed, but, um, I think Zeke even may get a little bit less of that share, but I think he's definitely going to get the goal line carries and, uh, he's going to get some touchdowns. So. Not a bad little pickup. You know, you took a chance in a, a little late-round flyer. He hadn't been signed at the time, but now it's looking like it could pay off. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I had two guys kind of highlighted. Tank Dell was the first one. I think Joe had a great pick here because I thought Tank Dell had already been drafted, and I think I was confusing him with the other Tank, Tank Bigsby. Bigsby. Um, so I think this was actually a great – picked by Joe and then I believe this was I think Joe made this draft pick the morning after Tank Dell blew up in the preseason game um so you know a little bit of preseason game fever but uh I think Tank Dell's a hell of a wide receiver regardless I I actually really believe in him so I think Joe's got a really electric player um but yeah I I think Zeke is the guy to highlight here um he signed to the Patriots, which I think is a blessing. I think Belichick's going to use him correctly. On the goal line, I think he's going to be a touchdown machine. Um, and I'm trying to find the sleeper update today. You guys probably got the same one. But Zeke has reportedly been given an uptick, quote-unquote, in touches, especially in the passing game. So since we're in a PPR league, that is especially exciting. Um Love hearing those words. So I'm going to go with Zeke here with a special shout-out to Tank Dell uh, for a second-place prize there. Um, analytically, Zeke was the favorite pick here in this range. The least favorite, there were two NAs. Uh, Tank Dell and Deuce Vaughn both didn't have scores because they're outside of the top, I think, 350 for rankings, which seems excessive. C.J. Sproud was the lowest guy to actually receive a score. He was a negative 251. And that was actually the worst pick of the draft, which I don't agree with, obviously, since um, you know he's the third overall pick drafted or fourth overall pick, third quarterback, so or second quarterback. So um, that's not my pick. My least favorite pick, though, 
um, will be Leonard Fournette. Um, only because I get to shit on Rick for this one, because uh, he chose the wrong unsigned veteran. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna pick either Leonard Fournette or Zeke, and Rick chose before me and drafted the wrong guy. So eat shit, Rick. <laughs> Singer, what do you got for your least favorite? I was actually going to pick Fournette for the same exact reason. <laughs> All right, Rick, he just hasn't been signed yet. You you chose poorly. He's going to sign in Buffalo and ruin my hopes and dreams for my James Cook stash and my dynasty league. I can already feel it. But for now, fuck you, Rick. <laughs> That's Chris too Barnes. bad. He's too bad. Chris Barnes, um, who's your least favorite? Least favorite was Curtis Samuel. Sorry, singer. I just don't under. I don't. I have no idea where his. I don't even. To be honest, I don't even know where he's at right now. Yeah, there was. Uh, there, the definition of not necessarily knowing who else to pick. Yeah, I literally. I I think he was my last pick in the draft. He might have been, or second to last, or something like that. Yeah, second to last. Yeah. So I was just like, like your last pick was better than your second last pick. What was my last? <laughs> it was Jeff Wilson. Oh. Well, we'll see about that. That's we'll fine. See. We'll see. All right. This is our last section here. We're gonna cover rounds 18, 19, 20, and 21 all in one section. So round 18, Kellen took Trey McBride. Fun fact, he's got two lesbian moms, so uh, that's that's cool. Uh, <laughs> Joe took the Ravens defense singer, Jeff Wilson Jr. In round 19, Chris Barnes took Chiefs defense. Arico took Kareem Hunt. In uh, round 20, Arico took Cedric Tillman. Joe Barnes took Puka Nakua. And in round 21, Eric took Kenneth Gainwell. Chris Barnes' favorite pick, go. Um, I mean, I'm gonna play the name game here and go Puka Nakua because it's fun to say. Um, I don't <laughs> really know too much about anybody except for I mean Kenneth Gainwell. You you know what you're getting from him too. It's just kind of I think. Um, what's his face is just gonna take up too much too many of the runs for either Gainwell or Swift to produce. Um so we'll see. I think I'm going with Puka Nakua for my favorite. It is a fun name. Mm-hmm. Singer, what about I don't you? Know anything about it. Um I think I'm actually going my favorite with uh Gainwell because I think Rashad Penny's gonna go down in week like three and uh then you're just gonna see um Swift get a lot more bulk of the carry. Well more of a workload in the run game, but uh Gainwell's definitely gonna, you know, he's still there and he's still gonna be a presence and um really that's all just banking on uh Penny going down, but um it's bound to happen sooner or later. I have the same pick as you, Singer. I mean, our last pick of the draft, Kenneth Gainwell. Um, 
the reports are now saying that he might be the lead guy. Um, <laughs> can't trust Rashad Penny's health. Can't trust DeAndre Swift's health. They drafted Kenneth Gainwell uh, two years ago, I believe, because they believed in him. And uh, he's actually produced fairly well. He's just kind of like the Phillies guy. And now he they're saying he might be the lead dude. So Kenneth Gainwell is my pick here as well. So, Eric, last pick of the draft, that's a hell of a selection. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, and he might end up being a damn useful player. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell was actually analytically the best pick of this area. Uh, the worst pick was Puka Nakua at a negative two thirty-five. <laughs> Just completely opposite of what I said. What's that? Completely opposite of what uh of my analytic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we need to find a way to get dynasty rankings in here. Yeah, uh, right. to drastically change it, but you know, this is what it is. It's a tool. It's not perfect. My least favorite. I will go with uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Arico picked him in the 19th round. It's worth a dart throw. It's hard to hate on any, on any pick this late in the draft, but I, I don't think NFL teams are just that interested in a 28-year-old running back with off-the-field concerns times two. Two times now he's been, you know, he, you know, it's been a couple of years, but he's had two instances that have been headaches for teams, and he's he's been cut for uh for it once. He had the world in front of him in Kansas City, and he fucked it up. So, um, I think uh, maybe he gets signed. I don't know how useful he'll be. I don't know what his situation will be. Uh, but Kareem Hunt, I just don't see it working out right now. Singer, who's your least favorite? Um, uh, the. You stole mine. It was uh, Kareem Hunt for all the reasons that you said. Um, I mean, yeah, you can't really hate on a late round flyer. You know, maybe I could see him getting picked up mid season if uh, a team, you know, has some uh, sustained injuries to their running back group there. Um, yeah, I could see him sign in with someone, but it's just not looking promising right now, but we'll see. Chris Barnes. I'd agree with both of you. Kareem Hunt. Oh, not even on a team. Yeah, so. Okay. I would, I would, I mean, not too much to pick from, but I'd imagine that he, he'll be dropped here in the first few weeks if he's not picked up. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody gets injured and then he gets, he gets <clears throat> I don't know, but. We'll see what happens. You're not going to waste the roster roster spot on him for too for too long. You keep him until the no, first week. Not. Maybe maybe somebody signs him. If nobody signs him, drop him. Yeah, exactly. But all right, let's uh, this that's it with the draft. Let's move on to your least favorite pick of the entire draft, Chris Barnes. Who you got? Uh, least favorite, Damian Harris. I don't think the value is there going into Buffalo where the running backs aren't necessarily the focus of 
the entire offense. Uh, I mean, it's more, it's like, it's, it's like 60-40 run, or pass the, pass the run, and then Josh Allen gets half those runs pretty much. So yeah. then the other 25% of that is, or the other half of that is split between three people. Sure. I just don't, I, I, he didn't produce in, in New England when he had the chance. I don't see him doing it in Buffalo. Okay. Damian Harris, the seventh round selection by Eli. Singer, who's your least favorite draft pick? Uh, least favorite, I think, on the board um, is going back to uh, Brendan's Delvin Cook first round pick. I going don't... early. Going really? early. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's renting him. Maybe he's for a year. Or maybe, yeah, he's looking to shell him out for something else. But um, I don't know. Yeah, first round pick on Delvin. I don't know. Just don't like it. Fair enough. And not to uh, clap back at you for attacking my brother, but uh, I got you involved in my least favorite pick. So um, mine is basically anybody involved in the Dolphins' backfield. Um the one that I do understand is Eric taking a chain in the sixth round, uh, but the veteran running backs on the Dolphins, I don't, I don't want any piece of that. So Eric also drafted Raheem Mostert in the thirteenth round. Uh, Singer, you drafted Jeff Wilson in the eighteenth round. It's the eighteenth round. Hopefully, you don't take it too offensively. Um, but. Uh, yeah, you kind of both had reasons to do so. I mean, if Eric's going to draft A-Chain, he might as well, I guess, back himself up, handcuff him, handcuff himself in some way. Um, and Jeff Wilson, when you drafted him, it's a late pick, so who cares? But uh, it's not exactly a backfield I'm dying for a share of. Plus, Jonathan Taylor is, uh, you know, they're like one or two. Uh, Miami is for landing Jonathan Taylor. So. I don't know. It had to pick somebody. So those were the ones that I favorite draft picks of the entire draft. Chris Barnes, who's your favorite? Uh, I mean, I I've won this entire thing based on who's the most exciting person, and I'm going with Bijan. I'm just I'm just super pumped to have him and and I thought you would. Say that it's just, he was on my it's short too, list too. It's two pass. It's it's. I passed him on on the group round. I didn't want to go to the obvious choice, but um, I I I think you know everything that you guys said. It's it's just he's got he's got the entire pretty much the entire world open to him if he wants it. Sure. Singer. Especially in a run-heavy offense. Yep. I hear you. Singer, who's your favorite pick of the entire draft? I'm uh, going back to who we just said, Eric. He got Gainwell at uh, what pick number was it? Like 200 and something? It's irrelevant. 207. For him. Like, that's just that's just an absolute steal. It so, really is. Good on Yui. That's my favorite pick. The dude can catch passes too. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good pick. Uh, I don't, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who I think is going to get quite a bit of hate in this off season when we get into rankings and all that. I'm going to go with Brendan's pick of David Montgomery. Um, like I said, I mean, uh, the Lions completely overhauled their running back room. They, you know, they let um, Swift, they, they traded Swift. They let Jamal Williams go. They brought in Gibbs. They brought in David Montgomery. I think Montgomery is going to absolutely feast behind this Lions offensive line in this Ben Johnson offense. Yes, I think he was only a third-round pick. I think Montgomery is going to be conservatively a top-10 running back this season. He's going to get double-digit touchdowns. I already hit that on DraftKings. Um, He's going to get over 1,000 yards. He's going to be an absolute weapon. So. Uh, that's the guy I got. Uh, I Montgomery was my dream pick with my first round pick or my first pick that I had available in the sixth round for this year. So uh, Montgomery for me. All right, we got less than 10 minutes, but we shouldn't have a problem. Uh, Joe Barnes, which owner or jabroni had the worst draft in the league? <laughs> Second time, it's it's so late. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Um, best draft. Uh, what well, worst worst draft? Worst draft we're going with right now. Um, I'm gonna go with Sco having the worst draft outside of Jameer Gibbs. Um, I think he went with more veteran guys from what I remember. Not necessarily veteran, but more guys that yeah. are within, you know, two, three, four years of their career. Um he like I think he'll be lucky if fifty percent of the people that he'll he drafted make it through the year uninjured. Like the Irish Smith Juniors, like the um Michael Gallops, the DeAndre Swifts. Um, they're, they're all solid players. Like, I, I don't necessarily, they're all serviceable when healthy. I just don't think Scorton and Sutton is another one. I just don't necessarily know if they'll, you know, if they'll be durable to actually be able to slot in there. Yeah. But I know, sure. I mean, he's usually, like he he's got a solid team, so he's kind of probably dra- drafting for depth rather than who's going to really make an impact on the team. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, Sco is a uh, a very savvy manager, though. Know? So I'm yeah, sure he has reasons for yeah. drafting everybody that he did. But uh, no, that's that's fine. I mean, we got to pick somebody. So hopefully. Mm-hmm. He's not too offended by it. I don't think he will be. Singer, who do you think had the worst draft? Um, if I had to pick somebody, I think everyone did all right for the most part. Ooh, no cop-out answers. <laughs> no, no, but there was someone who did do poorly, and that was Joe. Mm. In my I opinion. I think you're buttering me up to say it was me. 
No, no, no. I okay. almost we were a close second. No. <laughs> uh, I just feel like Joe um, didn't have many early picks and he squandered them a little bit. The first player he took in the draft was a tight end at in round eight. Uh, and feel like, you know, he didn't improve the, his team the way he needs to for this year. Now, you know, that could change because I'm pretty sure we all, you know, poo-pooed Joe's draft last year in the pot. <laughs> and then he ended up doing pretty well. But um, sorry, Joe, two years in a row. Uh, not worst draft in the league. Okay. That's fine. We're short on time again. I didn't expect to be like that. So I'm going to skip my part. Um, you guys can listen to the next segment for my favorite and least favorite uh, drafts per owner. So we'll go right to who had the best draft. Chris Barnes, go. Uh, I really liked Rich, Ricky's draft. Um, he had a, good, a pretty solid mix of Established guys and rookies, especially to start out, because he probably had, I think he had about four or five picks within the first, like, 20, 20 to 30, 20 to 25 or something like that. Um, yeah, I think I, I think he kind of used all, I mean, he, <laughs> he, got, he picked up a solid alphabet soup guy on the 11th round. <laughs> I died when he said that. That, When he said alphabet soup, I knew exactly (laughs) who he was talking about, too, because Jig was on my short list of who to draft. I was like, damn it. Like, he got one of my guys. Yeah, I think he rounded out pretty pretty good. Desmond Ritter, eh, that's a a questionable one. But for the most part, the work he's just got to have a – decent path to to being um impactful on on their respective teams sure no i think that's a fine answer singer who do you think had the best draft shout out to uh eli in cambodia um i think he had the best draft um I think his um, picks were all solid. He didn't really make a lot of mistakes. Um, He had uh, a few good pickups, you know, pieces that I think will work for him and some stashes that, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, But you're talking about the, uh, you know, he did kind of limp into playoffs, but he was the former champ, you know. And I think um, he improved his team. Uh, you know, as much as you could and uh, got to hand it to him. Okay, fair enough. Well, I will get into my picks for uh, best and worst draft. And then I have the Yahoo analytics for best and worst by position. I'll do that um, in a different segment. We're down to under three minutes here on this Zoom session. And it is... 11.55 p.m., so we're tired. So I will let you boys go. This will not upload tonight. We're going to get I will finish this up tomorrow. But thank you, boys, for joining me and for providing the content and the analysis. You boys have a good night. Well, I'll take it from here. You too. Appreciate it, man.
Yeah, appreciate having us on. It was a you know a little sloppy late night pod action, but you know you gotta love it. Oh yeah, nope. We do it for the boys. Do it for the yeah, boys. Golf cool. league. All right, later. Later, See you boys. Bye. All right, boys, let's put a bow on this thing. Uh, I didn't get to it with Singer and Chris Barnes, um, but my jabroni, who had the worst draft, ironically enough, uh, I don't know if irony is the right word, but uh, it was Singer's pick for his favorite draft. But uh, that's why we do the pod, different opinions. So I'm going Eli. I, I did not care for his draft. Um, just to run through it real quick, Brandon Cooks are at the top. It's a good pick. It's not flashy. He's useful. Um, if it's me and Eli in the championship again next year, does he plan to start Cooks against me to cancel out some of my DAC points? Hmm. Interesting. Maybe it's the long play he's going for. Next pick, though, is Zach Charbonnet. I just don't like the timeshare, even though I do like the talent. Damian Harris next. No preseason love for Damian Harris. It's all been about James Cook. Geno Smith useful but not a difference maker nico collins i don't know if the hype is real or not but the hype train is rolling there i don't really see it happening though uh gerald everett like i said during the pod he's just kind of very vanilla to me and i think he's like the fifth option on that offense so i'm not really excited to have him on any teams rashid shaheed he flashed at times last year but i feel like it's gonna be the olave michael thomas and running back show there, you know, once Kamara comes off suspension, but then they've got Jamal Williams and the rookie Kendra Miller. Finally, Tajay, uh, not not finally, two more to go. Tajay Spears, I think he was actually the perfect pick for the Derrick Henry owner, but uh, it's just a security blanket. It's an insurance policy. If Tajay Spears is playing for Eli, that means Derrick Henry is dead. So uh, it's just a backup option. So it doesn't really help his team at all. It just gives him some depth. Finally, Russell Wilson, decent dart throw here, uh, 63rd overall as far as picks go. Uh-oh, we got an ad. Not ideal. Um, Russell Wilson, yeah, decent dart throw here in the 15th round, but man, he was horrible last year, so we'll, we'll see what he can do. Favorite draft for a jabroni? I'm going to give it to Chris Barnes, actually. Um, I don't know if I gave him flowers or not on the pod, but I really liked what Chris did here. He had the top dynasty running back at 1.01 with Bijan. Then he got Quentin Johnston with his next pick. Some have him as the top wide receiver in the class. I think it's a little aggressive, but if you love the size-speed combo... Man, the ceiling is high for him. So maybe he is the best wide receiver in the class. Time will tell. Then he goes and double dips at wide receiver, the Rashi Rice, who has incredible upside and incredible opportunity. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he gets a Patrick Mahomes stack. And, oh, by the way, going back to Quentin Johnston, Chris also gives himself a Justin Herbert stack. Um, Awesome. I don't know if he did that on purpose or not, but that is sexy to have on a roster. Sam Laporta is his next pick. I, he's the tight end of the future for the Lions. Maybe the tight end of the current, too. Uh, and we are all hoping as Lions fans that he succeeds. Khalil Shakir, Shakir and Chase Edmonds next. Not huge fans of them. Uh, he then picks up our boy Chase Claypool again, who can play. I mean, we are just two years removed for him scoring like four or five touchdowns 
in a single game as a Pittsburgh Steeler. So he's got talent. I don't know what happened. He needs to get back to his old form. Then he's got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, former Dynasty 1.01. Say what you will about Clyde, but he will have a role in that Kansas City offense. Uh, And the 14th round, that's a nice little uh, dart to throw there. Then Deuce Vaughn, just a little fella, but he's got so much preseason hype. Again, well worth a dart throw. And finally, the Chiefs defense, which is a better than solid defense. Very nice scoop up there for Chris. I really liked what he did in the draft. Let's get into the analytics. We'll have this wrapped up in the next five minutes. Analytics for best and worst pick of the draft, uh, and then positionally the best and worst picks in the draft. But um, let's start with uh, the bad news. The worst picks in the draft, the worst pick analytically was C.J. Stroud by Singer in the 17th round, who had a value of negative 251. Then Marvin Jones was next at a negative 248. That pick was made by Eric in the 15th round, one round before that in the 14th, I picked Kyron Williams, who was a negative 240. The analytics did not like the Rashi Rice pick that I just pumped up. That's a negative 237 by Chris Barnes in the sixth round. Uh, one more. We'll go to Puka Nakua, negative 235 to Joe Barnes in the 20th round. Joe, if you think that's the worst thing to happen to you today, uh, today just wait till golf league when I wax that ass in playoffs. It's coming. Think about it. Let the bad thoughts seep into your brain. Let's get into the good news now. Favorite analytical picks of the draft. I should mention one more thing for the bad picks. Uh, There were three NAs, so they were outside the top 350 uh, for player rankings on Yahoo. Those were Deuce Vaughn by Chris Barnes, Tank Dell by Joe Barnes, and Greg Dortch by Eric. So those were technically worse than the C.J. Stroud pick, uh, but whatever. Favorite picks, though, analytically, Bijan Robinson, the first pick of the draft. He was the highest in the draft at a negative seven, which is funny. Uh, that pick was made by Chris Barnes. Sko's pick of Jameer Gibbs at a negative 35 was the next favorite pick. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, the last pick of our draft, scored a negative 40 by Eric. That's a, that's a really nice pick. And then David Montgomery's pick by Brendan at a negative 49. Uh, I like that pick a lot. That rounds out uh, the top four or five or so uh, for the analytical favorites. Let's go positionally now. Uh, Start with quarterbacks. The worst pick here analytically was C.J. Stroud, followed closely by Bryce Young, uh, picked by Eric in the 11th round. Uh, I mean, all the rookies are going to get faded pretty hard here. Um, and C.J. Stroud, again, was analytically the worst pick in the draft, aside from the N.A.'s. Third on this list, my pick of Kyler Murray at a negative 187 in the 10th round. I think Yahoo can eat shit on that one. I think that was a fine pick. Quarterbacks, the best picks analytically, Geno Smith to Eli uh, in the 8th round, scored a negative 85. Anthony Richardson then was a negative 93 uh, in the 7th round. Like seeing that. And then Russell Wilson, negative 94 by Eli in the 15th round. Running back, I lead the way here for the worst uh, for the least favorites, at a negative 240, Kyron Williams leads the way in the 14th round. I think everyone's sleeping on him and forgot about him, though. Dwayne McBride next by Brendan in the 14th round, scored a negative 205. Uh, Chris Barnes selected Chase Edmonds in the 11th round. That scored a negative 194. And one more, Rick drafted Chase Brown, negative 162 in the 12th round. The best scores, uh, Bijan Robinson. A negative seven. 
that was the best pick in the draft, actually. Chris Barnes, 1.01. Great pick there. That is the easy pick. Then Jameer Gibbs. Skill picked him second overall, scored a negative 35. Kenneth Gainwell, we've covered all three of these guys so far. Kenneth Gainwell, negative 40 by Eric in the 21st round. David Montgomery, we covered as well. Um, that's Brendan's pick at a negative 49. So really nothing new there that I didn't just cover. Wide receiver, the worst analytical pick was Marvin Jones by Eric in the 15th round. Scored a negative 248. Then Rashi Rice, negative 237 by Chris Barnes in the 6th. Puka Nakua, negative 235 by Joe in the 20th round. Also in the 20th round was Cedric Tillman by Arico at a negative 215, which actually tied negative 215 by Chase Claypool, by uh, pick made by Chris Barnes, 13th round. We'll go one more. Jalen Hyatt, ninth round pick by Joe, negative 204. All the other picks were at least better than a negative 200. Uh, but there were two NAs, Greg Dortch, Tank Dell, so they didn't really qualify, but those were technically worse than the ones that did have numbers assigned. For the best wide receiver draft picks made, Eli had the best analytically at a negative 90, uh, nine, I'm sorry, negative 73 by uh, Nico Collins, 11th round. In the sixth round, Rick is next with his Rashad Bateman pick at a negative 88. Then Eric's pick of Tyler Boyd scored a negative 92 in the 12th round. And last one, Jordan Addison, the rookie. First round pick by Singer, scored a negative 93. We will go one more because it hurts my heart. Cortland Sutton, the guy I dropped, came in at a negative 94. Sko picked him in the sixth round. Nice little scoop there by Sko. Won't spend too much time here on tight end and defense. No kickers were drafted, so nothing to cover there. Tight end, Michael Mayer was the worst analytical pick in the draft. I think that's crazy, but he scored a negative 183 in the ninth round by Arico. Then Joe, Dalton Kincaid pick of uh, Dalton Kincaid pick in the eighth round, scored a negative 121. Sam Laporta is next. Chris Barnes took him in the ninth round. That's a negative 112. I don't know if I said Kincaid score, but it was a negative 121. So the top three tight ends were the worst quote-unquote picks analytically for tight ends. Alphabet Soup was our best tight end pick. Chigazium Okonkwo, the weirdest thing about his name is it's pronounced phonetically. Uh, 11th round pick by Rick scored a negative 74. I like that pick a lot. Then my Trey McBride pick, negative 98 in the 18th round and finally Gerald Everett the pick that I've shat on multiple times in this podcast scored a negative 99 in the 12th round by Eli there were only three defenses taken the worst was Chris Barnes's Chiefs defense at a negative 145 in the 19th round it's hard to shit on a pick in the 19th round but um, next was uh, so second of the three in the 18th round Joe selected the Ravens defense uh, that came in at a negative 112 and the best defensive draft pick in the draft was the Jets defense by Rick in the 15th round at a negative 103. Whew. That's all. Thank you for listening. Turns out that was a bold-faced lie when I said in the intro that it should be a relatively quick pod. Sorry about that. Listen in segments if you must. Um, the content's there, whether you know you listen to it all or part of it, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to apologize for too much content. Thank you to the Chris's for staying up past midnight to get this recording done uh that got a little uh tough at the end there my drunk ass didn't exactly speed things up either pro tip i guess don't drink bourbon on an empty stomach before podcasting uh this morning was a little rough too uh thanks to uh that error but hey you live and you learn i will see all you golf leaguers at golf league tonight joe barnes 
I hope you spend your afternoon envisioning all of your shanks you have coming this evening as you cruise to a respectable 52 and a loss to Kellen in the playoff, uh, in the golf league playoffs. Just think about it. Envision all those horrible shots. I'm getting out of here. I hope you guys enjoyed the pod. We are so close to real football. Go Irish and go Kellen in the golf league playoffs. The commish is out.